Our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. The creed is how we survived. I'm going to Mandalore so that I may be forgiven for my transgression. This is the way. This is the way. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Lost Hyperspace Podcast. Welcome to our final Mandalorian podcast uh, with TJ Hamada here with us. But joining me here to talk about it is your co-host, Matthew Manchester. Watch your watch, everyone. And joining us here is your favorite guest uh, with the coolest background that I've ever seen in, this, in our Mandalorians, TJ Hamada. Hello, everybody. Hey, TJ. Back. Welcome <laughs> back. Long time no see. Yeah, it's so Indeed. it's awesome to have you, man. Uh, we we uh, since even before um, I think it was in season one that they started asking me. Uh, I started getting emails on when when is TJ Hamada coming in, and I'm like, I don't know. I kept saying I don't know, but. Oh man! If asking, but yeah, here's TJ Amara here with us for the final episode of The Mandalorian. How exciting! It was a good uh, episode. Oh yeah, it's a good <laughs> yeah. one to be on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, TJ. Let's start with you. What did you think of this episode? I think it was great. I I feel like most of my complaints about season three were kind mm. of fixed in <laughs> the final episode. Um. Honestly, my biggest complaint, one of my biggest complaints in season three is we didn't really see enough of like Mando beating mm. people up. But in season three, that was pretty great. Yeah. yeah his, the... Him breaking out with Grogu and then all the, the fighting, that was awesome. Yeah. And then the ending really, su- well, the ending with Din Djarin and Grogu being mm. off on their own, it really surprised me. But okay. I also think it has the potential to set up a fantastic season four that otherwise oh, yeah. I would have had no idea what they could have done for season four. But with that ending, I'm like, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm looking forward to season four. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew. You know what my favorite part of the about Grogu? Definitely. Yeah. The um Grogu and the Ro and IG twelve, <laughs> IG yeah. eleven. I, I gotta yes. say, I, I'm yes. Gonna... yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. Yes, yes. I gotta that say, was... I'm gonna miss that so much. I would. Really... That was worth. But you know, that apparently that's gonna get annoying as you go if he's in there and clicking that all the time. That's gonna get a, a yeah. little bit annoying, but I, I get it why they were. Just give it for that a certain amount of episode, and then you know. But now he now the now IG twelve is back IG eleven. They should have called IG thirteen. Yeah, (laughs) not IG eleven again. (laughs) And he's now the marshal. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? For a marshal. Yeah, what did you think of IG into a marshal? I think that was pretty cool. Um. I like that. It was a it's a fantastic way to basically keep consistency after they uh um lost Cara Dune because obviously mm-hmm. somebody's got to keep the peace on Navarro. But yeah. I mean, nobody really wants man to just watch Mando walking around Navarro without a lot to do. So yeah, I think it was good. I, I'm I'm really curious. We'll probably never know this. Was mm-hmm. bringing back IG part of their plan the whole time? Or was that kind of like something they did to compensate for losing Cara Dune? I have no idea. But oh. either way, it it's pretty cool. And I like IG-11, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, I really liked him. Uh, well, go, what what do you think of just the whole entire, like from where they began, where the, they had it? What do you think of that? Like the whole That's season? A, yeah, just the whole season. Yeah, I feel like it. It was surprising in that what we knew about season three, like from trailers and everything is, Mando is an apostate. He's Mm got to redeem himself in the living waters of Mandalore. We knew all that. And then they just dealt with that by the second episode. And that's a surprise. They've never done that with Mandalorian before, where it's like they just solved everything we knew in the first two episodes. And that, on one hand, it was neat because it gave them a chance to sort of 
explore some different directions. On the other mm-hmm. hand, it, it did make it feel a little jarring. Like it felt like it took a really long time. Yeah. To realize what is this story really? About? Yeah. 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 It took it took forever actually. And I I I thought going through this series, like for example, we saw the Mythosaurus like in the second episode. Yeah. And then they literally like nothing afterward, which which I, I actually I believe I so the way seeing how I, I've been learning a lot about filming and I'm still learning about filming, but seeing how the way they presented the Mythosaurus, I kind of knew that they weren't going to show him until like who knows the next series. Because the Metasaurus is a big revealed. I was going I, yeah. I thought if they were going to do that, it would have given it at least a little bit of more. I I just thought Well and- I actually thought that, I believe that they were going to show him in this show the Metasaurus in this episode. But then going through it, going seeing how where the story was headed, like the whole dark saber, the whole Mando cleansing himself, and all of that, I the way it was just headed, I kind of like okay, they're they're probably not going to show the Mythosaurus in this season. So yeah, what do you think of it? with the Mythosaur? Um, yeah, I guess you know they've been they they hinted at it in episode one of season one mm-hmm. because Quill tells Mando right at the beginning, your ancestors rode the great Mythosaur. And that's kind of an obscure statement because to my knowledge, that's not a part of Legends. The Mandalorians didn't ride Mythosaurs in Legends, at least. I'm not a Legends mm-hmm. expert, but I've never seen anything about that. And so it's like, clearly they've been thinking of this for a long time. And then in the Book of Boba Fett, with the way the armorer said the Mythosaur will rise to herald a new age. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's easy to tell. It's only a matter of time before the Mythosaur shows up. And I think they they're sort of two little reveals in mm-hmm. two of season three and then episode eight of season three. Right. That they're I think they're priming the audience mm-hmm. basically so we don't forget about the mythosaur, and yet we also don't really know what are they gonna do with it. Yeah. I, I was wondering if um I was wondering if there was they were even going to even reveal the mythosaurus at all like will they just keep the mythosaurus as a mystery all all through mandalorian just so everybody knows that it lives there nobody knows it's never ever gonna come up i I thought that maybe once they start rebuilding mandalore maybe they will see it more i don't know i just thought I think part of the reason they've done it so far is so mm-hmm. that they give the audiences something to be on their toes about. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, yeah. is over, and there's still something we really don't know. What are they going to do with that mythosaur? And I think that's why they did it, so that there's mm-hmm. there's something we're like, what's going to happen? Right, right. How about you, Matthew? What's your opinion? I like the mythosaur. <laughs> the mythosaurs, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't really know what where they would go with all of this. Like they, a lot of what I would assume will happen in season four will be what will be centered on Grogu being the apprentice of of his father Mando. Mm-hmm. Now, because because they was, they said he's too young. He he can't speak, thus he cannot take up the oath, mm-hmm. and thus and thus cannot be bathed in into the minds of my <laughs> Mandalore, and thus not in mm-hmm. that stage. He's he's not a youngling. He's not a um family anymore, though. He's an apprentice. It was, and they, and Mandalore's already kind of tweeting like this, like saying, this is how, like when Mando said, being Mandalorian isn't just learning how to fight, it's how to navigate the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one of the that's things like that a, <clears throat> That's an indication, in my opinion, that he's already kind of teaching Grogu how to be a Mandalorian. Yeah, and... I think he started. 
I think he's yeah, he teaching. already basically mm-hmm. he's already kind of treating him as his apprentice mm-hmm. naturally. Uh, yeah, but what I had a question about was um, so he said if his parent gives him permission, that that is possible. So do you think it is? They didn't show it. Do you think they did? Um, uh, they did. I mean, he didn't. They didn't show us. They didn't show us. They didn't show him saying the creed, whatever it is. But TJ, do you think they showed it, but they didn't? Do you think they did it, but they didn't show us? I don't. Um, I feel like the whole he's too young to speak, so he's yeah. too young to speak the creed. I feel like that is just a brilliant excuse so that he can be a Mandalorian and not wear a helmet. Because we already know that it's like once if mm-hmm. he takes the creeds, you know, from this day forth, I'll never remove my helmet. We can't face we'll anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah Every, the boy we did can't not. cover Grogu's face. <laughs> so basically, as long as they just say, you know, he's too young to speak, so he's too mm-hmm. young. is like, that's just, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's an excuse so that they can say, no, he is a Mandalorian, but he doesn't have to wear a helmet. Yeah, I also well, think... The- <laughs> I also that think... little boy, yeah. mm-hmm. when they we like the first time when they tried to do that before the alligator attacked, yeah. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> they said, "And you shall never remove your helmet." But then later in this episode, that. they promised we did it. Yeah, but they I... didn't. But they didn't say, "And you shall remove your helmet." What, they didn't, what do you guys they didn't think say that? that. Um... What was up with Ragnar's second baptism? Well, I think I think it, it was changed because, again, they're li- they're living between people, the two different Mandalorian creed. So I think because I think all of I think um, I think all of the different Mandalorians were involved. But I think they have to keep them like, for example, I went back and looked at that scene. Everybody was wearing a helmet. There was no one around that creed that didn't wear a helmet. And Bo-Katan was there, part of two worlds. And mm-hmm. since I thought that, I thought maybe they they don't have that rule anymore. Maybe uh, it only or it only applied to those who did it before they changed the rule. That's possible. I I one idea I had with Ragnar, and I, this is a little bit much, but you know he was Paz Vizsla's son, mm-hmm. probably adopted, possibly not. But if he uh, it if that. I wondered if that may have been like his initiation into like you're a full Mandalorian now mm-hmm. because Paz is dead. So I thought maybe that was like a second initiation up to the next level, but mm-hmm. it seemed a little unclear what the purpose of that was. I thought it was because it was interrupted by an alligator. <clears throat> That's the other explanation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. So what did you think of the episode where we had into gun guns for hire? Guns for hire. I thought I well, was yeah, go. That was probably my least favorite episode. <laughs> um simply because I basically all through I really personally hoped that Dinjarin would have the dark saber and rule Mandalore or at least united or something and him giving the saber to Bo-Katan kind of with a I I didn't like it for a variety of reasons one because it's like it kind of felt like Din Djarin giving up the mantle of his own show to somebody else and I didn't really like that Mm. um partly also because the way Bo-Katan got the dark saber it's a it makes sense I, got, they, I didn't they, like it either, but it made sense. It kind of does, but the problem with that mm-hmm. is that that means that basically Bo-Katan would have had to go undefeated permanently to stay wielding the Darksaber. Because like when Mando got attacked by that creature in the mines, that creature wasn't after the Darksaber. They weren't fighting for the Darksaber. The creature yeah. just... It just jumped him from behind and caged him up. So that means <laughs> if anything like that happens to Bo-Katan, oh, whoops, now you're out. Now you're out. So you lost the dark. I didn't like, and that's that's why yeah. they had to destroy the dark saber. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that too? That was perfect. I did not like it. I gotta say, 
I didn't like it. They made it so easy, easily. Like he literally, yes, I know the suit gave them strength and all of that, but he's he and also he was acting like a toddler. If I can't have it, you can't have it. So let me break it. <laughs> if I can't have it, no one can. Yeah, no one. Well, can. I think it, I think it's perfect though because it's like um, it's like um, I. I draw the comparison to three things it's like mm-hmm. the one ring from lord of the rings yeah um the kyber saber from lego star wars freemaker Adventures, yeah <laughs> and the dragon eye from dreamworks dragons race to the edge yeah. it's basically an object that offers power mm-hmm. and anyone who has the object has the power and they can use it for good or for evil but as long as the object exists mm-hmm bloodshed and violence will never stop for the power the only way to bring peace is to destroy the object and so i was very satisfied with that okay yeah what did you about bokatan in general what do you think of bokatan in general in live action i'm a little confused i was super excited when she um got inducted into the creed Mm -hmm. um and then it's like okay now she's not or she is in (laughs) Both that I'm a little confused. Both like, world because she is, yeah. I I I actually I like that though. I like how they give her. They they were able to make her from both world. Honestly, yeah. I've it, never seen a Mandalorian like that, but I know, and it's, it's like Grogu, kind of, half Jedi, half yeah, Mandalorian. So. But Grogu seemed so. Grogu seemed to make his decision or his decision already. He wants to be a Mandalorian. Oh yeah, uh, is that really his choice? Like, like, has he officially? He's still young. Has he officially made that choice? He wants to become a Mandalorian. I know he's being taught the word of Mandalorian, but we see Grogu reaching out to the Force here and there. Well, I, I think there's not necessarily a contradiction that a Mandalorian who's Force sensitive can't use the Force. He made his choice with Luke. You know, Luke explicitly said, mm-hmm. choose the way of the Jedi or the way of the Mandalore. You can't do both. And Grogu chose the way of the Mandalore, and he's still a Force user, and I think that's okay. How about you, Matthew? What do you think? What do you think of that? Of Grogu being two parts? It's pretty interesting because of the idea about how the dark saber came to come to be in the first place. In the Clone Wars, they said that it was stolen by the dark saber was stolen from the Jedi Temple. Um, there were some places that said that it was made by a Jedi who became a Mandalorian. They mm-hmm. so I'm kind of so what they were saying there. I was trying to understand on that. Along like, could you say, oh, if this is, if you want to consider, oh, the Dark Saber was made by a, by a Jedi who became a Mandalorian, mm-hmm. then you could say Grogu could be such a, could be such a, kind of, such a character who was yeah. among the, the, with the Jedi, now a Mandalorian. But then the idea that it was stolen from the Jedi Temple also kind of gets me confused, especially with going back. I'm still getting puzzled with levels. With how yeah. the time we uh, the the dark saber anyway in rebels. It, yeah, it she, was she, I she just find it ridiculous. Maul had it somewhere she took it. Yeah. She took it from Maul's mm-hmm. home world. Well, yeah, but she wasn't going by the same rules. But this is the thing is, I really like how they destroyed it because the whole Darksaber rules is confusing anyway. Like, it feels like they change it and change it. I thought it was like, you know what? You know, I'm glad they destroyed it, but I wish they didn't destroy it that easily. You know what they could do? Yeah. Because, you know, they destroyed Anakin's lightsaber in Last Jedi and then, Mm -hmm. oh, put a Band-Aid on it and it's fine now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But... If they repair the Darksaber, mm-hmm. I think it will become Grogu's. And the reason is because a Mandalorian is not going to be able to fix that. You have to be able to use the Force to build yeah. a lightsaber. So it is not within the power of the Mandalorians to fix that thing. But Unless, unless if that changes. 
Unless they change the part, you know, that you're right. That's somehow the armor is just building the map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dark saber back again. But it was too is, heavy. The only the person destroyed. It was too heavy for um Mando. Moth gets Gideon. It was too heavy for Mando. It was just right for both the tan. So I mean, it'll be too heavy for <laughs> Grogu. Because the lightsaber has to belong to someone. Well, uh, it's, think it's about. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's think about the dark saber in all the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Previously used it. Maul seemed to be able to use it perfectly easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I am correct, Ezra made use of it at least briefly. Didn't he destroy some? It was yeah. It was too heavy for Ezra, though. Okay, it was mm-hmm. because but Sabine. Sabine so Sabine, the, it was also Sabine heavy used. for her. But mm-hmm. with training, she, she learns to use it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Bo Katan got it totally not by the rules, even in yeah. Rebel, and it was yeah. never a problem for her. So I feel like the whole heavy light dark saber thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about the cloning. Mon cloning. Why, why did you think of that, PJ? That was pretty neat. Yeah. I, I like everyone, including myself, just kind of yeah. took for granted that, oh, Moth Gideon's a part of the Let's Resurrect Palpatine to make Snoke plan. <laughs> Lo and behold, no, he's not. He's just super egotistical and thinks the world would be better if there were just a bunch more of him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I literally, I was one of those fools. I was like, oh, Moskin is probably cloning Snoke, and oh, cloning. I also thought he, oh, he's probably cloning a bunch of Palpatine's sons. (laughs) So, but apparently, he was not. He was cloning. Himself um, that could use the force. He's so obsessed with which, himself. <laughs> oh so wow. Can you clone? It's like like if he could apply the force into his clones, it's kind of like somehow they like they the idea that the 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 only of the Republic couldn't use the force. Um, somehow if. Like a genetic thing, because he would give from Grogu, mm-hmm. but that but the Force was nice and all living things. Um, it that's was... the thing. His clone. Oh, well, me and Matthew were having a discussion about this. Uh, but his clones look nothing like Grogu. I mean, again, Matthew was pointing out we we didn't see the other. I was pointing out we didn't see the other part. We only saw the head from the tools. Who knows? Oh, they could have had legs. Grogu legs. Yeah, Grogu legs, and half of the body was Grogu. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean that that was possible. But I really liked how, I you know, I was actually disappointed that Mando destroyed them. But I would have actually loved to see a bunch of Moth Gideon's <laughs> clones, a bunch of naked Moth Gideon's coming <laughs> out of tanks and attacking Mando. Yeah. <laughs> Look, let me just say, Book of Boba Fett gave me my fill of a naked guy coming out of a tank and getting involved in a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was uh, but definitely the duel with Mando. Uh, yeah, let's go with Tavisla. Yeah, that's his name, right? Uh, yeah. He's mm-hmm. duel with the Praetorian guards. I think that yeah. Was, yeah. Why did you think I was that? Well, they were red. It, it was like I was like that we saw the the red bodyguards mm-hmm. from for Sidious. We yeah. and then we don't see more red troopers until episode nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, until uh, Darth Sidious again uses them to attack Ray, which was interesting. But yeah, uh, and TJ. it was like and it was Snoke's mm-hmm. bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TJ, what did you think of those? I mean, I think um, they're 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 meant to be the bridge because bridge between the red guards that the emperor mm-hmm. has and the ones that Snoke has because yeah. the, their general shape and silhouette looks more like the emperor's, mm-hmm. but their weapons are very clearly the ones from Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, if I you notice, that. um, on their backs, 
the thing on their back, it's like a circle and then two lines. That's what's on the back of all the first order stormtroopers. Really? Yeah. Oh. It might okay. apply to I don't I can't remember if it applies to the red Sith troopers or not. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know how stormtroopers and clone troopers, they all have that like little oh yeah thing mm-hmm. on their back. Mm-hmm. Well, first yeah. order stormtroopers don't. It's smooth, and then there's like a circle and two lines. Mm-hmm. And the the Praetorian guards in Mandalorian had that. Okay. So there's some huh. connection there. Yeah. How about how about oh I don't know if you watch it with caption, but when when the Praetorian guards were attacking Grogu, he was totally laughing. He was like jumping around laughing, and I'm like, oh man, that's not what I expected from him. But he was cracking himself up when the, he was in. I felt like he was in danger, but he was also laughing. But you know what was the exciting spot? Exciting part for me was when Grogu falls and that metal thing falls on his uh, chest, and I'm like, "Oh yes, that the armor he's wearing right now protected him." Was a, was a bit of a bummer that he didn't get shot. Yeah, like, I was so expecting somebody's gonna <laughs> shoot him and he's gonna like blow over and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh!" And then he's yeah. gonna up and you're gonna see like that he's got the armor on, but. Yeah. I thought Mark Gideon was going to do it, but yeah. Mando comes in front, and I'm like, "Oh come on, get it! At least give it, let him get a shot or something like that." Um, yeah, we'll save that for season four. Yeah, do you think Mark Gideon is actually dead? I hope he's dead. <laughs> I'm genuinely. I mean, sometimes I enjoy when they bring characters back, but yeah. sometimes. It's but like... they did that. They did that with Maul, which was fine. They did that with Sidious, which was they did not a disaster. So well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was like, it would have just been, the movie would have just been better if you killed him <laughs> and let him dead. Not bring mm-hmm. him back to live action. I keep hearing that from people. Uh, but yeah, I honestly think Moth Gideon isn't dead. You know why? Mando literally got flamed a bunch of times in the episode when he's fighting the uh, stormtroopers in the Mandalorian armor, yes. um, and he never got burned. That's true. He never showed any signs of burn or anything. Moth Gideon goes into a bunch of flames, and then suddenly he's dead. I feel like that. I feel like he's, he's I, best I suspect, armor. I mean, the but best the prolonged, armor. the prolonged heat, mm-hmm. because I suspect it would eventually. Okay. I mean. You know, Mando wasn't like just completely engulfed in flames for minutes on end. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I guess I will say if they want Moff Gideon to still be alive, they have a good reason. Yeah. yeah. But I also think it would be nice to let the villain die and move on to the next one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Moth, I gotta say, Moth they... Gideon was a cool villain, though. Yeah. He, yeah, here's the issue with Moff Gideon, though. I'm not sure how he could work for those other Imperial guys anymore because literally his whole plan failed. They gave him ships, they gave him guards, they let him do his thing to and with the entire goal of we can't let Mandalore become powerful again. Mm-hmm. And then he just got totally beaten. <laughs> his three precious guards got killed. I'm assuming with his, one person. <laughs> with the his help on that his whole base was yeah. blown up. I mean, if he walks back there and is like, "Hey guys, everything didn't work, but my shiny Beskar suit saved me at least." <laughs> You're gonna kill them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. That that's the end for uh, Moth Gideon. Um, yeah. What do you they, think of? They uh, bought. They mentioned. Hmm? Um, they in. They have said something about Thorn, and knowing yeah. that Thorn is going to show up in their Soka series, are they yeah. getting things we, set up there? So there was a lot of theories about that, like what Matthew said about Thrawn. Uh, a lot of people thought Thrawn, it would be awesome if Thrawn reveal, be, was revealed in this episode. And some people asked that, and we answered for my Q&A episodes. Uh, I didn't think Thrawn was going to show up. I want to ask what's your opinion on it because they showed us the backside of Thrawn in the trailer. And yep. if they wanted to, if they wanted to show us Thrawn in the Mandalorian, they would have shown us the front of Thrawn in the trailer. Maybe in season four. 
Yeah. So what was your opinion on that? What did you think? You know, I, when I saw the name of the episode, The Return, I was thinking, okay, so what could it be? Return to Mandalore, Return of Thrawn, Return of the Mythosaur. Yeah. I definitely considered Return of Thrawn to be a realistic possibility. I mean, I actually thought, you know, the fact that they revealed his back in the Ahsoka trailer Mm -hmm. might mean, oh, we might get to see a cameo of his front or something just briefly. Yeah. Um, You know, I thought maybe a post-credit scene or something, which they surprisingly didn't do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, you know, honestly, in the end, since Mm -hmm. it didn't happen, I'm actually impressed. I'm pleased that they decided not to end the season with a... Yeah. They ended with Grogu lifting a frog, and then I love the little camera when they they squeezed to one circle and then it closed off. Yeah, I love that. That is that is one of dad chilling on his porch. (laughs) Maybe like Obi Wan frogs. (laughs) I call them the new Obi Mando. Obi Mando. Yeah, some of the fans will call him Obi Mando. Obi Wan just sitting around out from nowhere. In Tatooine, in Tatooine, got far, far away from, uh, uh, far away from uh, where everybody is, and he's just living there, protect, protecting Luke, and uh, Mando is protecting uh, the Outer Rim. From that would be fun to see. Um, uh, yeah, one of our first question come from J.K., which is one of our big supporter. Uh, he's like, "Hey, T.J., welcome back to Lock." Lost Hyperspace for the final Mandalorian episode. I, so far, I'll give... So far, I will give the Man, Mandalorian season three... Wait, yeah, so far, I'll give Mandalorian season three four stars because they introduced the prince at in episode 23. And then after that, they didn't do anything about it. What do you think of that? What do you think of that scene? Episode 23. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Hang on. Which, where, when, are, when are we? Episode 23 in um, the final uh, so guns, guns for Hire. Oh, Guns for Hire. Which, so are you talking about? Episode the, 23. The, the Prince, the Mon, the Mon Calamari? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah. The the prince at the beginning where I, I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah, the prince who got captured. Yeah. Um he he doesn't uh so I he emailed me also in earlier on early on through the Mandalorians when the episode came out saying, Oh, they he would give it five star because they did not they introduced that big scene there that he thought they would share more. And they never introduced it. So he would give it four star. And he's asking, what you would you give? What would you give the entire Mandalorian? Uh, season three. That's a good question, JK. Um, for season three, I would probably also give it four out of five for a different reason. Mm. Um, mostly just because of the lack of directness with the plot. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was not a clear a to b to c to d mm-hmm. um and also the lack of the lack of directness about who really is supposed to be the main character mm-hmm. it, it was a tended to be a little unclear about whether is this really about dinjarin or is this about bo-katan crease and right. so for, for the confusion i would take it down a star and i understand what you're saying about the mon calamari mm-hmm. i would say um they were big they introduced them pretty big like they were I going would to do say an episode hold, hold your judgment because it's pr- that's probably going to show up again. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, Migs showed up for one episode in Mandalorian season one, and then they just kind of got rid of him. And then, oh, lo and behold, they run him back in season two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I would say that Mon Calamari and Corrin romance thing, that may play a part later in the story it wouldn't surprise yeah me. it and was a little that, awkward for me though it definitely <laughs> yeah. was that, but it was comedic yeah that's the same prince in the Clone Wars, isn't he yeah that was one of the thing uh, was it i was don't it? know if it was he is he his age 
he's aged pretty well that he's still pretty young. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't think it would be because he no. wasn't prince anymore because he became king. Oh, yeah, maybe this is his son. Ooh, maybe thank you. But I don't know, wait like, a minute, wait a minute. In season one, yeah. remember in season one, after mm-hmm. he does the job where he gets Grogu and Grief Carter's like, take your pick of the lot, and then um, he picks up a bounty puck. And it's mm-hmm. a Mon Calamari. And oh, Grief Card is yeah. that that's a lot. It's a nobleman's son who skipped bail. Oh. There may be no connection. Maybe there. some yeah. I yeah. don't know. That, that I gotta be- go back and look at that. I'm gonna go back and and really uh look at that. And we got another question from uh Jesse Lorman saying, uh, what do you guys no, what do you think? What do you no, sorry. What do you think is the first mission Grogu and Mando will go to together? And uh second, do you think we will see the Mythosaurus in season four? Good questions. Um I would say the first mission for Mando and Grogu. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be something involving them hunting for, looking for Imperials. Mm-hmm. Um, it may involve the remainder of Moff Gideon's fleet, because if you notice, there was a whole bunch of TIE interceptors that went up there to destroy the Mandalorian light cruiser. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what happened to them. So it's possible they are still out there. And... Mm-hmm. um. Dinjarin and Grogu are going to help in trying to round up these last Imperials and Ties. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be something totally different. That's just the first thing that pops into my head. And with the Mythosaur, the truth is, I have no idea. I really have no idea because with season four, I, I, I don't know how much time they're going to spend back on Mandalore with like Bo-Katan and the armor and everyone. It, they could visit it just once a little bit, or they could spend a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. I would say if we're spending, if they start spending a lot more time on Mandalore, it would be mm-hmm. reasonable to expect we're going to see the Mythosaur again. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, maybe not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another question from Baby Yoda's Diaper. A question from Baby Yoda's Diaper. Hey, TJ, welcome back to Lost Hyperspace. I really enjoyed your episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, big fan. Do you think Do you think we will see a Jedi in Season 4 since we did not see any in Season 3? All right, well... <laughs> that's, a, that's a future question there. Question. <laughs> that is hard I to think- answer. I think that um, there's a couple possibilities there. Maybe one will, it will depend on the Ahsoka show because um, Ahsoka, we're going to have, I think two, at least two Jedi in that show with Ahsoka and Ezra. Mm -hmm. So could one of them appear Mm, quite possibly Um, the other possibility, which I don't know about this and it's probably unlikely, but Keller and back the guy who rescued Grogu. Yeah, he's the actor for um, George Jar Jar. And that is pretty cool. I, yeah. I like that. I like how he came back. He came back for a better role. Hey, uh, let's be uh, nice to Jar Jar. That wasn't a terrible role. <laughs> Especially if you watch Clone Wars. Well, a lot of people are like, if Jar Jar comes back to Star Wars, I am done with Star Wars. I quit Star Wars forever. Okay, uh, we got from one of our also one of our big fans, Julia. Uh, she's one of our supporters too. Uh, says, "Hey, TJ, welcome back to Lost Hypothesis Podcast. Now, I'll welcome you back, TJ." Thank you, everybody. It's uh, <laughs> it's an honor to be on here. <laughs> and I was like, welcome back, DJ. Uh, I really enjoyed your your theories on Obi Wan Kenobi. What's your theory of the Mythosaurus of of how he's gonna of how they're gonna reveal the Mythosaurus? Oh, I love that. 
That's great. Um, That's a great question. I think it's going to be heavily involved with Grogu. Yeah. Because um, Grogu, clearly at the end there, Grogu could sense the mythosaur and was reaching out to it through the force, I think. Mm -hmm. Because he's clearly looking down there very intently. And then you see the mythosaur's eyes open. Like he he and Grogu are sensing each other. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, when he looked and, out of the pool. And actually, that makes that brings up the possibility of the Mythosaur being a force connected being like the Loth Wolves, mm-hmm. Lothal. And I think also, you know, the way Grogu tamed the Rancor mm-hmm. in the Book of Boba Fett finale, I think whatever happens with the Mythosaur, it's going to be heavily connected with Grogu. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, we got a complaint from him saying, hey guys, I'll give him a Mandalorian season three, three stars because Bo-Katan could have sliced, could have sliced through the door instead of trying to, uh, they could have forced, no, Bo-Katan could have forced through the door and slashed the door instead of run away. Uh, what do you think of that? I think that has to do simply with the concept of uh, if they had all gone out there mm-hmm. to fight, if Bo-Katan had opened the door with the Darksaber and they'd all gone out there, they were probably all going to die. Because the truth is, Moff Gideon's troopers would have outnumbered them there would have been more. Pavisla defeated all, he killed all the them. ones that were there, but I'm sure there would have been more. Because we saw him. Gideon had a whole battalion, more of them. Mm. And then there were the Praetorian guards, which they didn't even know about yet. But, but I they think... could have taken them down. I, I really don't believe the running wasn't the I would have not run. Like either way, Bookington could have just turned on the Darksaber and Mandu could have been rescued. Instead of Mando getting captured, even though <clears throat> the scene that Mando got captured was uh, pretty much the best scene ever because he got he got to see him beat up a bunch of, of yeah. those guards. I, I don't know. I, I think I think it has to do with the fact that it would have been unlikely for that group alone to be able to defeat Moff Gideon's whole force because you saw they had to get reinforcements to fight Moff Gideon's whole army. And so I think Paz knew that by sacrificing himself, he would give them time to basically get reinforcements to fight Moff Gideon's whole army. So I agree in the moment, it seems like maybe they could have gone and helped Paz. But I also think in the long term, that would have been worse because it's quite likely they all would have been killed. Okay. Yeah. I. I can see, I can see how they would have been killed too. Yeah, I can't imagine, but but I just think they were pretty good fighters. I mean, I mean well, it'd be interesting to count how many of them there were. Yeah, yeah and I then basically that. imagine how though that number of people. Remember in uh, the last episode when Moff Gideon's whole army rockets up into the air. Mm-hmm. Imagine, do you think? I mean, and this is really a legitimate, fair question for consideration. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorians that was there at the time with Bo-Katan and Paz. Do you think they would have been able to defeat Moff Gideon's entire army? I guess that would be the question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another I question. don't think so. I think if they, I think if they did what mm-hmm. you have wanted versus what they did do, mm-hmm. then episode, then the final episode wouldn't have gone well at all. Like the, like the, if, so like the, if they, if they helped, then it would distort the final episode. Whereas if they fled, mm-hmm. they picked up from where they fled. That was like well, right where they dropped off. And well, then they, and so if, if, if they, if you made a little change in mm-hmm. the, in that, in the second to last See episode, then you will have to change the entire ep- next well, episode. Like for example, if it's written that way, I think it would have been fine. Uh, like for example, if Mark Gideon 
So Moth Gideon, right after that, Moth Gideon escaped, flew away, which was the cool, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, he put on the helmet and was like, I mean, his whole entrance was, I gotta say, was awesome. But yeah, uh, like also the way he removed his helmet, like most Mandalorians will hold their helmet and pull it out. He like, like it was just a toy to him. Like it was nothing. Yep. <clears throat> Not not something that is very, very important. It was just like, oh, he is just an art. Which I thought was pretty bad. And I'm like, oh man, I was expecting to go. Bum. Or it would have been cool yeah, if it had been like a helmet like Kylo Ren's that he like Oh yeah. That one <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, that was the best part of the Force Awakening when Kylo Ren removed. Yeah. It's like... But the worst part is when he removed his helmet, his hair was all perfect. <laughs> Uh Bo-Katan has that problem too. <laughs> well, at least Bo-Katan's hair is straight. Yeah, but Din Djarin actually has like sweaty hair when he takes his helmet off. I mean, it's a, it's a little more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, what 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 was your opinion on the whole uh, uh battle droid scene? Actually, <sighs> That was just kind of bizarre, really. It was nice. I heard it a lot of people. Back, so they also, were referring to the Separatists, like they, the Separatists were still around after the fall of the Empire. That was nice to see that. Okay, it's not this, like they were eliminated. Now they don't exist. This is from one it's of our guests, Big Fan M. He said, I'll give Mandalorian three stars because of the whole point of the gun guns for hire where they literally only did running and then they came back to running and nothing much happened and they solved the issue pretty quickly and the old man was not really a good villain (laughs) (laughs) for that episode Uh, I don't know it was the old episode I'll give it that he was the actor for the um, for the doctor in Back to the future. The future. The, for sure. I think that episode that episode is supposed to be full of cameos that yeah. would be exciting. The problem Jack is for Black. me, those meant nothing. Like oh. Lizzo, I've heard the name. That's about it. Big um, Christopher Lloyd. Again, I know, oh, there's this famous guy named Christopher Lloyd who was in um, what is it? Back to the future? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's but a... I never seen that. I don't really know it. And then Jack Black. Well, all I know about Jack Black is uh, Kung Fu Panda. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't really recognize Jack him. Black. Jumanji. He's a big Jumanji guy, and he's on May the Fourth. He's always done Star Wars stuff. Like that's his. That's like Jack Black's thing. A lot of them on May the Fourth. He would do funny Star Wars videos. Oh, some funny Star Wars. He's a huge fan of Star Wars, but I actually like that we actually got to see him. In Star Wars, instead of seeing him make weird videos about <laughs> Star Wars, now he's got some new subject matter to make weird yeah, he, videos for. Bad so. liber- that he also did uh, Vader's voice in Bad Liberating. Oh, yeah, those are funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I the honestly was understand. So funny, like, stop that! Excuse understand. me! Excuse me! Stop that. <laughs> that! I understand, so understand why people would complain about that episode, because I felt like also not just that their rules were ridiculous rule that they needed armies, but they couldn't hire the armies they hired to protect their wait. So they hired Mando and Book. <laughs> I'm just so confused. That's. <laughs> I was very confused about that episode. The whole rules there, and I'm like, the Mandalorians, the Mandalorians can't even help. Yeah, and 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 these bow droids, they do have weapons within them. Mm -hmm. Well, like why don't you like remove the weaponry? Because like the they kind of turn off like the day with the siege. IG twelve. <laughs> the no, the I weapons just, I just off. thought that episode was yeah, what was you going to say, TJ? 
I mean, it, yeah, like, so Axe and his people can't be in the city. They got to be outside the city. Yeah. Now, okay, but Mando and Bo-Katan, they're okay because they're Mandalorians and weapons are a part of their religion. And it's yeah. Well, what about Axe and his whole army of, I don't know, what are they called? Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? And then they were, they were like, uh, when is that? Do you understand what we're getting at? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly do not like literally I said it while while I was watching, I was like, You understand what we're getting at? And I'm like, No, I totally did not get your point because they're Mandalorians. Those two are Mandalorians. They're all Mandalorians, why not? Yeah, I just thought that that episode was funny, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have enjoyed the other. I see that. the droids, the bow droids. It was like, excuse me, excuse me, stop that. I would do that. I wouldn't you. do that if I was, that was but it was nice was to like, get some it was nice to get some uh uh droid voice droid voice to hear yeah, the, another yeah. droid here and there. It was fun. Um but also what did you what did you think of just the way it ended peacefully with the whole do you think they were rebuilt Mandalore? I mean, oh, yeah, I, I do. Are they living underground like they're yeah. right now? Well, I mean, they were in the forge and they were reigniting the forge, but you know, Axe said something like, "This is this was the heart of our civilization." Yeah. So I would say symbolically, they're reigniting their civilization, and the fact that those um, I call them the hobo Mandalorians um, mm-hmm. were growing plants mm-hmm. on Mandalore. It's like clearly shows, oh, Mandalore can be rebuilt, and so I think. I, I think they will. I don't know what in the world's going to keep them together, but. You know, the dark saber in theory will be what keeps them together. Right. But the team said so. They don't have that anymore. So. Oh, um, one more question for Mom Stars. Hey, Lost Hyperspace. And hey, TJ Hamada. One of my son is a big fan of yours. Oh, that's sweet. Uh <laughs> Uh, he said, hey, who do you think will be the next big character and the next big villain in Mandalorian Season 4? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, well, as far as like a main character, I would I would hope Din Djarin. They seem to be setting up. He and Grogu are going to be having adventures together. Mm-hmm. Um, did, they, did they put this focus on Bo-Katan a little bit more? Though? In this season. But I also mm-hmm. think the fact that they've now separated Din Djarin means... Maybe we it's like Bo Katan's story has kind of been told, and now, mm. like Grief Karga, she'll be sort of a, a base character that can be returned to but isn't always there. I don't, mm. I don't really know. Villain, Thrawn, Thrawn, probably. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, because Ahsoka is coming out first, yeah. Though, I mean, they could invent some other. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I, I feel like it would not be unlike them, unlike Disney, to lead everyone on and make them think, oh, it's Thrawn, it's Thrawn, it's going to be Thrawn, Thrawn's the new big baddie. And then it turns out, oh, somebody else is. He's not. Yeah. And I, I actually have, I have a personal question about Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, if you remember Morgan Elsbeth in season two, mm-hmm. she was working for Thrawn. Why is it that there was no Imperial anything there? Yeah, no Imperial. That's weird. And that seems to imply maybe Thrawn isn't quite the Imperial patriotic yeah. Imperial that we're all assuming he yeah. is. Like, I know in Legends, he took over the Empire, but, like, if you look at the canon novels, mm-hmm. like uh, Thrawn, Thrawn Alliances, and Thrawn Treason, yeah. Thrawn's allegiance to the Empire is not. Have you read Thrawn Descendancy? No, I haven't. I want to read books, those. too. But, those are good. Yeah, I, 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 need, to read I, I, I need to read book two, I think. Okay. Uh, those but, yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What? Did you? Go ahead. Uh, well, go ahead, Matthew. Okay. Oh, when I watched the trailer for Selka, because somebody was saying that that um, Thorn was the heir to the Empire. It's the true. trailer. It's true. 
But the trailer may sound how much like of that, that is a yeah. I mean, the trailer could make it like that, and Ahsoka could think that way. Well, but also here's another thing. Look at the surroundings of Thrawn and Morgan Elsbeth in the trailer. Do those mm-hmm. look imperial? Not to me. Oh yeah. Now that yeah. doesn't mean they're not. My my basic takeaway is let's. And she never the- mentioned the Empire at all either. Who? Um, the lady. What was? Her oh name? yeah. I would just say let's all keep open minds about Thrawn mm. and not assume for granted that he's just a big imperial patriot who's coming to revive the empire that is entirely possible but it's possible that it's not yeah that's awesome that's awesome theory man that is awesome yeah you guys just got the best theory about Thrawn (laughs) I actually liked it I like it a lot I mean yeah Thrawn it's possible that Thrawn could who would not love to see Thrawn as a like surprise protagonist I mean Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I had a question. There's another question. Sorry, okay. I, I didn't read. Uh, from also our fans. Uh, Addy. Hey, TJ, a big fan of your theories. I always like listening to your theories. Do you think if Moth Gideon survived, do you think Thrawn will kill Moth Gideon? If Thrawn, do you think if Moth Gideon survived, Thrawn would kill him? If Moth Gideon survived, we'll yeah. take so we'll just take for granted that maybe if. he did. If <laughs> right, so supposing Thrawn's supposing Gideon survived, mm-hmm. would Thrawn kill him? <laughs> I think Gideon would try to kill Thrawn. I really? don't. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thrawn is smart. <laughs> Oh, I know. But I mean, I he figured out five try. ways to kill Darth Vader. I mean, so no, I think I don't think he would succeed. I think, yeah. But like, for instance, you remember uh, Gideon was saying, like, I think maybe we need to look to some new leadership mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have multiple clones. You know, I can be one place. I can be more than one place he, at a time. <laughs> subtlety is not that guy's strong suit. But no, I, I think... He's I funny, think he too. Yeah. He's funny. Cloning is your obsession. Not mine. Not mine. <laughs> not mine. I'm just obsessed with myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think if Gideon survived, he would try to kill Thrawn. And of course, Thrawn would know it the whole time and basically play along. And then it would end with Gideon getting caught. And Thrawn would be like, I knew what was going on the whole time. And then Gideon would die. (laughs) I like that voice. What do you think of seeing Hawk's uh, father? Hawk's. Hawk's father, Hawk's. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the one that that was obsessed with cloning. See, that's... That, so the reason why, because now we know why Hawks mesh Hawks and um Kylo Ren talked about cloning in the Force Awakened. Because his father was a cloner. Yeah. Apparently. So Yeah. I just felt like that's well, a good you, uh, connection. I know the Mandalorian one is Brendel Hux. I'm not a sequels expert. Do you know what's the name? Do you know what the first name of like General Hux is? No. I gotta look that up. Yeah, I got it. Oh, I know his name was Admiral Hawks or General Hawks, I think. Or maybe he's he, actually like Dinjarin and Hux is his first name. Uh, <laughs> how did he do Okay, one yeah, last question before funny. we close out. Um, Din- now Grogu is Din Grogu. Yeah. How did he think of Din Grogu? That yeah. is awesome because in the real world, mm-hmm. not all cultures. Yeah do the order of the name you know in um especially I, in chinese names yes like, names. um i know in at least most of the western world that mm-hmm. i know of we tend to do personal name family name but in china they do not do that and i'm pretty yeah. sure in, jk is japan in japan do they mm, i don't know i know china I, and korea does not do I, that i don't know about J- japan i think i thought that in japan they also did the uh Family name, personal mm-hmm. name. I don't know about that. Yeah, to look that up. Yeah, but I, I actually think that's great because we haven't seen that in Star Wars yet, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. And so, 
Star Wars has always been great at like pulling stuff from all different cultures and time periods and everything mm-hmm. in the world. And so I actually really enjoy seeing them pull that naming convention. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And coming off guard. <laughs> I yeah. was kind of yeah, wondering I was kind of wondering I had to do with if Grogu starts talking, will he talk like Yoda? Or will he talk like um Yaddle? Have you seen the um Tales of the Jedi? Yes. Yaddle talks like everyone else and not like yeah. Yoda. I was wondering whether there was some because like I I think I'm it's li- it's I think I it's where I, you live. Yeah. I thought Yoda, some- Yoda was if Yoda talked like this, then that must be how his species talk. Right. And then Yaldo proves me wrong. And now Grogu hasn't talked yet. Yeah. So I think Grogu's gonna talk like Mando. I, I read don't... something online. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this was a while ago, maybe back when Tales of the Jedi came out. Someone mm-hmm. was wondering, it's like, I wonder if Grogu's gonna like have this sort of low, husky voice like Mando. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh also um uh, what was it? What was it going to say? Okay, are you going to get into? I lost the question. Of course, are you going to get into Visions season two? Visions. Did, I see. I have. Did you see this trailer, baby man? I have not seen season one of Visions or the trailer for season two. I actually haven't. Some of the episode in Vision, I was not a big fan, but it's actually good. Only the first episode, I would say yes. And uh, final episode, yeah, it was a little, one, it was a little hypnotizing and witchcrafty. I was not a, I was not a big fan of the final yeah, episode. I don't like that stuff. So much. And I, I actually, I, I just, I don't like when they did that stuff in like Clone Wars and Rebels. I, I just didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the final episode. No, some of the episode in the middle. I just felt like the Force. It's not how I would have described it in well, there, the but thing, the re- I guess part of the reason I never got into visions is because I it's not canon. It is. It isn't. It is. It is. Yes. Because I feel I, I'm I feel confused, Catherine. Yeah, I'm that, confused too. Uh, TJ. Wow. If you want, you can look it up. But uh, vision is canon. All right, Catherine well, announced the vision is canon because of a lot of people now hoping the whip sa- whip sabers. The twin episode is actually one of the best one I I've seen so far. Okay. Ah, uh, but the twin episode they have like a, they they introduced a whip saber, and that was awesome. So I some of some of I started hearing people requesting for whip saber in Star Wars. I, I All right. At some point. Well, <laughs> that's possible. I'll watch that some sometime. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest all the episodes, but at least some of them. Be cool. The first. The twins, and then the first episode, and then I didn't really like. I didn't. I think, and then I, there was one more I liked, and then and the rest yeah. of the episode I was like, I didn't. And like then there's the a fun. Tatooine band. That one I think you will like. Yeah, <laughs> the singing band. And then there's a Boba yeah, Fett episode, uh, a, a Jedi with a Boba okay. Fett episode in there too. That was pretty good. Um, pretty good. I didn't like the final one because it it was. Thinking a lot about like Anakin Vader thing, in that in that one it was like, oh you you wanting to save someone you have to turn to the dark side to save someone you love and they actually and they actually he does save the person he cares for but but he's at the cost of him now being on the dark side which so let me tell you a funny story not like. Yes. I fell asleep. So when the music was going at the end, bu- 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 bu, I fell asleep doing that. I totally dozed off. <laughs> I actually think I've missed two episodes. I haven't watched this since it was released. So I need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but I fell asleep between the episode. I, don't know, I think it was an episode before the final one. <laughs> and then I woke up. And then I woke up a little bit. And then I kept hearing. And then I fell asleep. And then I felt like I woke I fell asleep. I, I felt like I slept for half an hour. And I woke up and I'm, I keep hearing the drum. And I woke up, which I felt like I fell asleep for half an hour, but it was only like uh, 10 minutes or. Oh, yeah. uh, and I kept hearing the drum. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm like, this music seems so hypnotizing. It's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just decided to stop watching it because I'm 
I'm like, I'm not watching this because I just I didn't enjoy <laughs> it so much. I just yeah. didn't appreciate all the episodes. That was a fishy business. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, TJ, thanks for joining us. Man, Thank that you was so much fun. for having me. It's, it's always fun to talk about Star Wars with you guys. Yeah, guys, you got what you wanted. TJ might have finally joined us for the final episode here. And yeah, I hope he answered some of you guys' questions and all the theories that you guys all of these awesome theories, guys. Uh, yeah, TJ, thanks again for joining us. And yeah, as always, guys, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I love it. Thank you for choosing Lost Hyperspace Podcast and we appreciate you for listening and we love you guys and we hope for you guys to come back. If you like what you have heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and whichever where you listen to your podcast. And follow us on YouTube and don't forget to check out our merchandise. All of those, will, the link will be below. And if you have any question or comments, please leave it in our email at lostyperspace at gmail.com. And don't forget, if you want to be in our podcast, you can also just leave us an email and we will provide you dates and time. So thank you guys. And the force will be with you always.